This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, pickle loving, flaming hot Cheeto finger licking, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be, especially right now, than right here with my low lifers. I hope you're having a great week and you're feeling good. But if you're not feeling good right now, if you're feeling stressed, depressed, anxious, I totally get it. And don't you worry, boo. You have come to the right place. You are here for a reason. We're about to turn that frown upside down. We have a great show in store for you today. Before I get into it, though, let's talk about mental health. I'm always transparent on this podcast. I'm never going to lie to you about my mental health and pretend like everything is just sunshine and rainbows and everything's okay. And this is one of those weeks where everything's not okay with me. I'm actually feeling just really sad. And if I had to rate my mental health on a scale of 1 to 10, this week is a solid 4 for me. It's a tough week. Work-wise, I was really disappointed in a client who's also a friend, and I was like, damn, didn't expect that. Threw me a bit. And so that bummed me out. But then I just had to let that go and just try and go into the week with a fresh perspective. And then I find out that my other client, Annie, passed away, Annie Wershing. And it just completely shocked me. I had no idea that she was that sick. I mean, she was only 45 years old. So backstory on how I even met Annie was through a really good friend of mine who's also my client, Angel Parker. Angel Parker is one of the kindest humans I know. She was like, Lo, you got to sign one of my closest friends, Annie Wershing. She's an actress. She's really sweet. You're going to love her. You guys will hit it off. And I know she's in good hands with you. This was a few years ago. And so I met Annie and I was very familiar with her work. Annie is a brilliant actress. Oh, she's so good. I remember her on 24 with Keith Sutherland. She was also on The Vampire Diaries, The Rookie, Star Trek, Bosch, Anthem, Supernatural. I mean, she's been in so many shows. She's been in this industry for a long time. And so when I met her, she came over. She was currently breastfeeding. She was like, okay, Lo, this is a new body for me. My boobs are so big right now from breastfeeding. And this is the first time I'm going to be doing a carpet since you know, getting pregnant and, and giving birth. And so it's been about 11 months since I've been on a red carpet and I'm just a little bit nervous. And so we went into this fitting together and my main goal was to make sure that she just felt so good and confident. And what's great about Annie is every time we would do a red carpet together, a fitting, she was just so open to trying every type of dress. She was down for whatever. And when it came to having our fittings, she loved having them because it was a bit of an escape for her. She could come, hang out at my place, try on some cute dresses, get pampered for a bit, try on cute shoes, clutches, jewelry, and enjoy the artist, actress side of her life. Because in her day-to-day, she was a jeans and t-shirt wearing mother of three, and she's so devoted to her kids. Oh, she loved her three adorable boys. Such a good mama. And Annie was one of those people who just lit up a room when she walked in. And she was just so down to earth and humble. And it's really hard to find people like that in general, specifically in the entertainment industry. She is a loyal, kind, super humble, low maintenance, just easy breezy, really fun personality. Oh, I thoroughly just loved getting to style her and getting to talk to her and getting to know her. And she would send me pictures from her styling herself in the closet. She's like, Lo, does this outfit work? What do you think of this? And because sometimes I wouldn't be dressing her for an event. She was just going to the movies or something or a date night. And so she would send me pictures of her outfits. She was just so laid back. And above all else, she was kind, such a kind soul. And so from the moment I had met her, I was like, oh, she is a client, friend. She is my kind of people. I love this woman. And I've been replaying memories that I've had with her and looking at videos that I've taken during our fittings and before she got ready for events and looking at pictures of her and I remember the last couple fittings that we had, she had dropped a significant amount of weight. And she had said, Lo, I've dropped a bunch of weight. I said, is everything okay? Because you're not trying to lose weight. She goes, oh, it's just some health stuff I'm dealing with right now. But these are my new sizes. And the way she talked about it was very nonchalant. Like it was a stomach flu or something like that. And so I didn't think it was something very serious. 
She's also a private person, so I didn't want to pry into her life in that way. And she's also the type of person who doesn't want people worrying about her. Business as usual. She doesn't want people worrying about her. She didn't tell many people that she was actually dealing with cancer. I mean, what a pillar of strength this queen was. Because I had no idea when I was styling her what she was really going through. And so my heart just breaks because she was such a beautiful soul, a kind human, and one of those rare unicorns that you meet in life. There's something so special about them. She's definitely a light in this world. And so I'm just heartbroken to know what she was going through. And she lost her battle to cancer and she was only 45 years old. And I think about her children, her beautiful boys that she just loved so much and her husband. And oh, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. When it comes to losing somebody, you know, this isn't the first time I've lost someone. I've experienced a lot of death, a lot of grieving in my life, and it is painful. And a part of me wishes that I've never had to deal with shit like this because it sucks. But on the flip side, it has really given me so much perspective. It's really given me wisdom and kindness in the way that I approach people in life. And this particular death, because I had no idea that she had cancer, but it really just serves as a reminder to everybody that you really never know what someone is going through. You really never know what someone could be dealing with, whether they're battling depression or battling cancer or demons within themselves and going through a really difficult time. You never know. And so because of that, the lens that I have is more compassionate, more kind, empathetic, understanding. Because again, you just never know what someone may or may not be going through. And so this is a painful loss for everybody that knew Annie because she was just such a ray of light. My heart breaks for her children and I know they're going to be going through it. And I'm so thankful there's a GoFundMe for her kids. I'm actually going to link it in the episode, in the description of this episode, a link to the GoFundMe. It's for her three boys, Freddie, Ozzy, and Archie. And all the money that's donated to this GoFundMe goes straight to those kids as they're going to have to navigate life without their mom, without beautiful Annie there. So it's it's just devastating. And if you could donate anything, even if it's just two bucks, it does make a difference. And so the link is there. This week has been tough. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've experienced any sort of loss, whether it be a friend, a family member, a fur baby, it's tough. But it does remind us that life is just so incredibly fragile. Life is just so short. And so we really got to cherish the ones that are close to us in our lives and just be good to people. I'm so thankful that I had recorded a conversation with Ashley weeks ago because I do not have it in me this week. Oh my God. Like, oh, I couldn't even imagine trying to get through a podcast episode this week. I just need to pump the brakes for a minute. And I'm glad we have part two of an amazing conversation with Ashley Renard. She's a Canadian Maple Delight. In last week's episode, we talked about her experience going to a sex club with her husband 10 years of marriage, and she decided to open up her marriage and try swinging and going to sex clubs and spicing things up, and she breaks it all down. I had lots of questions because I've never been to a sex club, so if you want a front row seat to your local sex club behind the scenes, Ashley Reynard's part one of the conversation last week is just so good. This week's conversation, part two, is not so much focused on the inner workings of the sex club and how it went down and the dynamics with her relationship. This week, we're pivoting the conversation. And we're actually talking about navigating the relationship and all the inner workings, including a mother-in-law. That could be difficult at times. I get a lot of listeners who have written in saying, Lo, I have really difficult time with my mother-in-law or button heads or even with their own mothers. And so Ashley really breaks down that dynamic. She was so open about her own relationship with her mother-in-law, who's Greek Orthodox, Ashley marries into this really tight-knit Greek Orthodox family, and they have the belief system that you have to honor your parents, and the only way to do that is through obedience and loyalty. And Ashley is a spicy queen who I guess they would consider a bit disobedient, and so (laughs) she wanted to shake things up a bit. But it's actually a beautiful story on how these two different women were able to find some common ground, and she just had a different way of showing love, but it doesn't mean that she doesn't love Her family doesn't love her mother-in-law and her father-in-law. And so she really opens up about that experience with her mother-in-law. And of course, we had to talk about soulmates, 
expectations with your partner, expectations for the bedroom. She answers questions from listeners who want to spice things up. And then I had a lot of questions about sex drive when it comes to couples where one person wants to get it on all the time, is constantly wanting to have sex, the initiator of it. And the other person is like, I'm good. Maybe once a month, if even that, take it or leave it. And so the way Ashley talked to me about different sex drives within a couple, I love the way she reframed it because it actually would improve the relationship in the paradigm shift that she had, the way she reframed the idea of an actual sex drive. You'll find it very interesting. Of course, it wouldn't be a low-life podcast if we didn't talk about anal at some point. So, (laughs) of course, I had to talk to her about anal, specifically when it comes to the heteros and stimulating the male prostate and the male G-spot, which can only be stimulated through playing with that asshole. We talk about pegging, oral sex, how to up the chemistry and get that spice back in the bedroom. But the most important thing this all leads to is connecting with your partner, feeling seen, feeling heard, and feeling like you guys are on a team together. So we're going to break that all down today. There's so many great takeaways from this conversation. She's candid and open. We're just shooting the shit over a bottle of wine, and I loved every second of it. I'm grateful you're here to listen to this one. You're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's jump into part two of today's conversation with Ashley Raynard. Hit it. So you wrote this book, put it out into the universe. This could now, what's going to be adapted into a film, possibly even a TV show, a TV yes. series, maybe something starring you as well. We're going to film it. An unscripted, like keeping it hot with Ashley Renard or get the spark back with Ashley Renard, like super nanny, but like for marriages. I love this. We're going to travel around. Yeah. So is your husband cool with how candid and open you've been about your sex life? He really is. The thing that he was the most nervous about was me sharing more like the struggles that we had outside the bedroom. Like as far as we had a lot of struggles getting along with his parents. I did. I'm He's Greek Orthodox. I'm the first non-Orthodox mm. woman to marry into their family. Mm. And he's so, I'm assuming close to his family. So close. So close. Okay. Tight knit. Tight knit. And he was like, I don't know if we can like be honest about these things. Like, I'm so glad you're talking about this yeah. because I have listeners who have had that same situation yeah. of marrying into a family and the mother-in-law or the okay. parents, they don't get along. They feel ostracized a bit. It's yeah. like I was looking through questions I was going to be asking you yeah. and that was so a big one. That's one of the things that even if people have no interest in the swing lifestyle, the mother-in-law story, me and my mother-in-law, it's a through line through the book. And it's incredible the growth that we've been able to have Mm. through like just honest, honest conversations. And what I did was say, okay, listen, I know one of my strengths in this partnership is having honest conversations. And my husband would never set the boundaries with his mother that I wanted him to. He never would, never would. And I like, I held a lot of resentment. And then one day, actually, I was cleaning out a closet, Marie. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I found these old photos and one was a birth announcement for our oldest son, Jack, who's 15 now. He was about 13 when I found this. And it was a picture of Jack. And I remembered the photo shoot. Manny's friend took the photos. But it said on there, welcoming Yanni Emmanuel. And I was like, what? What? what is this? Lo, I had forgotten that when our son Jack was born... Manny was so afraid to tell his parents that we named our son Jack because in the Greek naming rules, we were supposed to name after my father-in-law, after Manny's dad. Oh, I know that's a thing. Yeah, it's a very, very expected thing. And his name is Yanni. They call him Jack. They call him John in English, but his name is Yanni. So instead of telling his parents what we'd named our child, we got a fake set of birth announcements (laughs) that went to all the Greek people. Yeah. 50 of them fake birth announcements with a name that's not his name. And when I saw that, I was like, what the f***? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I was like, oh my God, he can't set these boundaries with his mom. He can't. He's such an irrational fear that like literally. Of like disappointing her. Disappointing her will break her heart and she will like 
literally die, like on the floor, like boom, right? You're gonna kill my mom. I'm gonna, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So one day I said to him, listen, I'm gonna call your mom and I'm gonna tell her the kids are not going to Greek church anymore. Cause this was like a sticking point that we'd always had. And it was just on holidays, but I was like, no, for me to decide if a church does more harm than good, I have two questions. And those questions are, are women allowed in leadership? And is everyone allowed to get married there? Like is gay marriage allowed there? Those are like the two just baseline, right? Mm -hmm. Greek church, two strikes. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. So I'm like, I, I just can't. If you want to go to church and this is important, then we could find a church that like actually just meets those two requirements and then we could see, see if it's- I get that. And he was like, I don't want to go to a church. The only reason I want to go is so my mom's not mad, like literally. And what's wrong with that? And I was like, I didn't really have an answer for a while, but then I was like, you know what? No, we need to be growing as a family and as a couple, and we need the agency and the autonomy to make choices for ourselves. And your family, your unit. Yeah. So I called my mother-in-law and I said, I, I got to tell you something. Kids aren't going to church anymore. And I, I need to talk to you. Like you've been in the dark about the conversations that Manny and I have had about religion since we started dating. And we, I, we never shared any of this with you. And I want to share it with you. And I want to let you know, like, it's time for the two of us to like actually put on our grown-up pants and like make decisions as adults for each other and for our family and not just like what do you want what do my parents want no no like no what that we're going to do that and we actually I have a lot of sadness that we didn't actually do that before we got married we had two weddings so that we wouldn't disappoint anybody in our families we had a wedding up in Canada like With my family, family would want and then we had a Greek wedding in Philly like his family would want because we couldn't even say no 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 we're going to do what we We're want. Do. No, we never, never, ever. I know a lot of people go through that. Yeah. And there's so much fear. There's so much fear. And that day when I called to tell my mother-in-law that she really started pushing back. And I was like, this is actually the perfect opportunity to tell her that I fell in love with another man and that her son cheated <laughs> on me. It's like, this you just feels ideal. Can kill her. And well, she just drops you. Just she goes, Are you trying to give me a heart attack? She starts hyperventilating. She hangs up on me. <laughs> okay, so we're never going I to the church that. again. And listen, when a cousin gets married or there's a baptism, we go, we go to parties, but we're not like going, like, you know, for mass on like all. Anyway. Did you throw that? Oh, by the way, we tried this and I fell out of love and like just to throw a little gasolina on the fire. Okay. I was not trying to throw gasoline on the fire. I was trying <laughs> to lay out quite clearly my case for why it would really be a good thing for her son and me to start making better decisions together, together in as our a marriage. couple. Yeah. That that's what it was. It really I drives said, that point home. I, I was like, listen, things are not as easy as you think. I know that you think you know what's best for us, but we have had no space and freedom to actually as a couple make decisions yeah. just based on like our shared values. We've had no space for that. And I have to tell you, I think it's one of the reasons why we were both straying and going in different directions because like mm -hmm. there was this, there was this like gag order about God, like between us. Right. And I had been like going deeper and deeper and deeper into my own spirituality. And, but I would, only talk to the kids about God when like my husband wasn't around because it was like, there was no resonance. Like it was very disjointed. So I threw that in there to be like, no, really, you're going to back off. This is not your jurisdiction anymore. I said, our marriage is better than ever, but it's because we've been working for it. Yeah. And we're not going to undo any of that work by making decisions that are out of integrity for us as a couple, us, like as committed partners, like team members. So I she thought hates I, you. <laughs> she loves me. She does. She loves me better than ever, though. That makes me so happy. Didn't expect that. Okay, so she hung up on me. Okay, fair. <laughs> and then I hated called, you for a, a brief well, amount of time. Hung up, she hung up on me. And this is what I want your listeners to really hear that. When we are honest, when we really like show our hearts to people, we don't have to get all the words right. We, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to not be awkward and scary. But when you say to someone like, this is really what I feel in my heart, there are going to be a few different reactions. 
So she hung up on me. I called Manny and he's like, how did it go? Cause he knew that I was <laughs> calling her. We're sort of past the point of no return. Like we are getting more and more and more honest in our relationship. And he's like, she's, she's the gas. She's just going to keep getting more honest. So it's like, I don't know. Go, go for it, I guess. Cause he like just knew like, that's where we yeah. were going. And I said, well, she hung up on me and I told her this and that. And I said, yeah. And I told her, I told her about Brad and Amber. And he's like, oh, you did? I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, okay. He <laughs> goes, should I go there now to her? I said, no, you shouldn't go there to her house. No. What the first thing we need actually is an apology to me. And he was like, okay. So the next day, the next day he decides to go over there and he's walking out of our door. And I said, babe, stop for a minute. And tears started coming down my face right? And I was like, I just made a giant leap for us and for you as far as what your mom is going to expect of us and what we can expect from her. Please don't undo it. I really don't know if you've ever stood up for me, like taken my side when something comes up with your mom. And I don't actually know if I think you're going to be able to do it today, but I hope I'm wrong. I really do. And he went over there and what he said low, because I wasn't there, was the first thing he said when he walked into her kitchen was, you shouldn't have hung up on Ashley. You shouldn't have. And she just started crying. She was like, I just love you all so much. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't. He's like, you don't have to be. He's like, she's like, and then she was telling me these things. He goes, yeah, let's talk about that. She's like, I don't want to. He's like, no, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. And they talked. And then he called me when he left and he said, she really wants us to come over for dinner tomorrow and she's making and he started like listing the things that she was going to make all my favorite foods slow all my favorite foods and they don't all go together like they're not like entree side dish like all of these foods that like together they don't make a very yeah understandable it's not meal. a cohesive meal it's not a cohesive meal but it was like greek mother-in-law extends olive branch to daughter-in-law oh, is what it is is what it is oh that's sweet so sweet because all she wants is for us to be happy Genuinely. That's genuinely. She wants her genuinely. son and, and for you to be happy. Yeah, she just wants her family to be happy. And for her, happy is predictable. Like, oh, okay, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna stay close if they stay, you know, in the Greek tradition and if Orthodox and like, okay, 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 I can ex I know what to expect. Sure. Right? And she just for her, it's just like predictability. And that's what I tell my kids. Rules in people's houses are like just so parents feel like they just know the range within which their children will act out. They just know where the edges are going to be, you know? And if they push it, then, oh, it's only that far because this is where the rule yeah. was. That's all it is. It's these arbitrary, like, this is how I, I think we'll be safe mm -hmm. and happy. And that day when we went there and I had like the lima beans and the stuffed peppers and all the different things that I love, <laughs> it's the first time I ever saw my husband look like a man in his mother's kitchen. Like just the way he grown. stood- it was so a new different. Confidence. It was so different because he was like, oh, no, no. I get to call some of the shots. Like, we get to call some of the shots. He right? went from being in that place of always feeling like a child. Yes. To being a grown-ass man. Grown-ass man. I mean, that's sexier, too. Yeah. It's sexier, too. So, for him, he's like, wow, Ashley's really on this honesty kick. And, um, okay, it's kind of wild. And also it's totally, you know, my career has totally changed and my visibility. And now it's like, okay, maybe two TV shows. And my mother-in-law is so excited about the TV shows. She loves Kelly Ripa. She loves like, you know, mm -hmm. she used to watch Regis and Kelly and whatever. Yeah. And she's like, Ashley, Kelly has a show on Thursday nights now. Primetime show. I'm not sure what she's doing, but she mm -hmm. goes, and every time I watch it, I say, oh, she's like my Ashley. Oh, that's it's sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. And she loves Kelly Rip, so it's like the best compliment the to give you. It's the best compliment to give me. It really is. And so the relationship has been repaired and it feels strong and your and, kids and are happy with grandma oh and gosh. everything's good. It's yeah, 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 and papu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. And then both my sweet in-laws, they got COVID right at the beginning, like bad, 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 bad. Mm -hmm. And I realized really quickly that my husband and his brothers like cannot make sound decisions in crisis. Mm. But for me, a life or death situation where, well, everybody feels like it's life or death. You're not really sure, but felt just like a skating competition. I was like, okay, I got this within half an hour is the main medical contact for both of them. 
you know, making all the decisions, like setting everything. My father-in-law was hospitalized for a month and then home on oxygen for seven weeks. Wow. I was the only person who knew how to use the oxygen machine. I was just like on it. And my mother-in-law was like, oh my God, you love us. Like we're your own parents. And I was like, I always loved you. Mm-hmm. But in their culture, love is shown through obedience and loyalty. Right. And I just don't want anybody telling me what to do. <laughs> so that just didn't, it yeah. didn't, wasn't a match. But now she's like, oh, like she knows if something happened to her tomorrow. These acts of service and loyalty and, and compassion you have. Right. Like I would move my father in line to our house tomorrow and he would have the master bedroom and Manny and I would move up to my office. Like she just knows. Oh, if something happened to me. Yeah. Because what I didn't realize in her culture was having three boys, everyone told her since she was a young mom, ooh, you better pray for a good daughter-in-law because boys can't take care of you the way you need to be taken care of. No pressure. So then she gets this Canadian, you know. Yeah, Kelly Ripa, floozy. Yeah, (laughs) figure skater. Figure skating. Moved moved away from her own family twice by the time she was 21. What the hell? Doesn't want to be obedient. Doesn't play by the uh, rules. Doesn't like church. You know, right? It's like, oh my God, what's going to happen to my family if something happened to me? You know, because my other sons aren't married. My husband, what's going to... She had a good taste of it. She did. Yeah, and it's great. It's all good. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ashley, I love that you've been so open and honest about trying out a sex club. You and your husband wanted to spice things up, and so you opened up your marriage. Didn't work for you guys, but that doesn't mean it can't work for other people. Not all open relationships end in disaster, up in flames. Sometimes it's actually great for the relationship. Sometimes it's mutually beneficial for everybody involved. And there are millions of successful open relationships. It's a newer concept that's being talked about amongst the heteros, the straights. However, gays, open relationships happen all the time. Sometimes it's monogamous. Sometimes it's open. It just depends. Different strokes for different folks. Every relationship is so different. But I like that you don't associate open marriages, or going to a sex club with any sort of stigma or shame because it's not a big deal if you want to try it out. It's really not. And that's one of the things that I've loved about swing going out in the world. I've got a lot of feedback from poly people Mm -hmm. and reviews on Amazon from poly people who are like, I was a little nervous reading it. Like, you know, this is someone who says she's the world's worst attempted swinger, but there's not the traditional stigma around it. Like I wanted to tell my experience at the lifestyle with reverence for the really cool things that are there. Yeah, there's some wins there. There are some wins there. It's not for everybody though. I know, I really, and even my husband and I, like when we find out people are are poly or we're like, yeah, we're kind of jealous. Cause like yeah. we can't, we, <laughs> yeah. it's not for us. Doesn't work for you guys. Doesn't work for us. It's so interesting. No, and it doesn't. I think too, just in growing up and, and seeing what a, a healthy quote unquote marriage could be with monogamy. I had this great conversation with a therapist and she was talking about how, when you find someone like you found your Manny in high school, high school sweetheart. So you want someone that can feed you intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, physically hit all these boxes for you. They don't hit the boxes. You feel like you're disappointed. You're not being fulfilled. There's the purpose of the relationship. You can start to lose that and you can start to grow away from the person. People grow apart, irreconcilable differences, divorces increasing every day. And so, yeah. well, it's actually kind of, I think people are waiting to get married now. So it's actually- Oh, is it actually like It's plateaued, yeah. yeah. And so that's nice. But what I've come to understand is I don't need somebody to check all the boxes. boxes. And I think once I'm okay with that, even like in your relationship, Manny's not going to check all your boxes. He doesn't. It's okay. Yeah. And this is this is where a lot of your listeners and couples are like, okay, wait, but am I like settling if they don't or, yeah. okay, this, that's only a question people can answer themselves. And the thing is, 
how many boxes can you check for yourself? Like really it's that inner work of really being like, you know, a filled up, fully formed human that then you can shine the light of your partner back to them. You can really be a mirror for them. You can really, this is something I say to Manny because I'm still the more expressive person. I was like, okay, listen, I think that we have like two modes as humans. You can be a mirror or you can be a sponge. The mirror is the good one. Think of like when you see a really cute puppy or a baby mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, look at you. Look at that little what, schmoo. What you're doing is like just mirroring back their cuteness or their goodness or like their pureness, right? You're just like, oh, look at you. And this is what I do. Like my kids, remember that rage that used to come out sideways? I don't even know when I yell anymore, right? Like I I think I had to yell like to get someone's attention the other day. Like, hey, hey, don't drop that, blah, blah, blah. And Nika was like, mom, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the last time you yelled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I adore my children. Like I don't even use the word love that much. I was like, oh my God, I delight in you. And they're like, okay, mom. But when I see them now, I just feel like so lit up, like their light. And I'm like, oh, I just want them to see how good they, I like want them to see how much I love them. Mm, Yes. And then my mother-in-law sees that in me and she's like, you and I are so much alike. There's this Greek like tradition that, daughter-in-laws are actually more like their future mother-in-law than they w- than they are with their mom. Mm. Because that's the woman they're actually going to probably be close to longer in life. So it's like this tradition like ordained like in the stars. Oh, when, interesting. When you're born that yeah, you're yeah. you're going to be you're going to have so many similarities to your future mother-in-law. So now she goes cuz we're so much alike. She'll say oh. it's adorable. <laughs> it. it is adorable. Okay. So, but like shining the light cuz that's what she would do. The kids come in the house and she's like arapi mu arapi mu which mm-hmm. is my my love, my love, right? And I said to Manny, I was like that's what I want like when we see each other. Like I want just like you to be like, "Hey babe, I see you." And I'm like, "Hey babe, I see you." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Okay, what's the what's the opposite?" I was like, "A sponge. You just like soak up all the crap and like, you know, he's a trader, so he's watching like, you know, MSNBC all day. Mm-hmm. You just soak it all up and then you just sort of like spew it onto people when they come in. Like, no. what are we going to be doing? Let's hold ourselves to like a higher level of energy here, please, in our interactions with and each, other. each other. And mirror each other. Oh my God. Have you noticed how awesome you are today? Because yeah. I did. I want to point it out to you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm going to take it. You're saying yes, it for Manny, I'm saying but I'm going to take I'm, it. No, it's to you, Lo. Thank have you, you noticed how awesome yes, you are today? I definitely have. Yeah. And same to you. Thank you. Freaking awesome. And so open. That's what I love. Vulnerability yeah. is brave and it's addicting to be around. It is addicting to be too. It's when honesty. you're like, oh my God, if I could be more honest, I started like getting... Instead of getting a high from like sexy text messages, I'm like, ooh, maybe I can get more honest yeah. in my conversations with my audience, in my book, in this, with, you know, with my kids, yeah. you know, because they're older now, 15, 13, and nine. Yeah. I want to ask you a question about, because you're really into that heterosexual world. You're I deep am. in it. I'm so deep. Yeah. <laughs> so here's something that I've noticed. And I've talked to my girlfriends that are in heterosexual relationships with yeah. men. And I have a lot of my straights. I love them. My straight male friends, bro, they're great. Um, most of the people I have around me are, I guess, heterosexual, straight yeah. dudes. Some of my closest friends and women. And I got I got a mixture of them all. But I'd say for the most part, I've had these really good conversations. And we talk about everything. The honesty is great. Yeah. There is a safety there. And one thing I've noticed is with my straights, the guys and the women, when it comes to ass play specifically. Yeah. It is so taboo. Guys, it, like they associate it with, mm. I think there's a lot of shame in, or that they're feminine if they like yeah. that. Uh-huh. But here's the gag. Your prostate's in your ass. And so stimulating that's going to feel great. Yeah. That's just biology. It's it just science. You touch a prostate, it's going to feel great for a guy. But yeah. I can't believe how many people, and I get so many DMs, hundreds of DMs from people asking me about like ass play and all around yeah. that yeah, yeah. topic. Uh-huh. And they're just so uncomfortable with having the conversation, but yeah. they feel safe with me, thank God. Yes. But there's a lot of people who don't do it, have never, it's taboo. It's just a thing. Yeah. So- Fascinating because I get a lot of messages about it too. Oh, really? And I do a lot of interaction with my audience through Instagram stories. And I just want to tell your audience, anybody who's like building a business online or building an audience or really wants to connect with people, 
Instagram stories are the only place in the history of the world that we can post something publicly and the people who view it have no idea how many people saw it, don't see anybody else's reactions or comments, and every reaction they have comes privately to us in a DM. Yeah. So they feel really safe. My audience feels really safe in my, in my DMs and in my stories with me. So I have actually a lot of men, I ask my audience a lot, like, what's a fantasy that you had for a long time and then played out in real life and it was like fantastic. So many men say pegging. So many men really? say pegging. Yes. Pegging meaning them being- Like their wife with a strap on. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. then being like, oh, I, that they love it. It's like Christmas came early. It's Christmas. That's so sweet. You're welcome. I I'm love here, that. I'm here to bring it. <laughs> For you. Yeah, bring the yeah. little pegging season. And that makes of, me happy to hear that because yeah. I'm just like, are these guys just like I, I had a conversation with my buddy Jason and he was like, I'm not down for anything around my ass. And I was like, really? Nothing? Right? Like, have you ever? He's like, no, not my thing. No, no, I'm good. I'm good, bro. And so this goes into questions I get a lot and why I've just launched these after dark workshops where I'm having a tantric practitioner from Bali zoom in and they're like, you know, 90 minute workshops that people can come to. One is oral and manual techniques for him. One is oral and manual techniques for her. Oh, nice. And one of the requests was like intro to anal. Yay. Yay. (laughs) That's great. Because people are having this opening and honest conversations and they're saying, okay, how would we, could we have more fun? How could we make this a little different? How would, I mean, the monotony in cishet monogamous relationships is like pretty, like honestly low. The messages I get quite often are like, do you have suggestions for different positions? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of Christian couples follow me, Mm -hmm. which is wild and fascinating and fantastic. And they're like, we've only been married six months and we've only done one position. And we keep talking about, I don't even know, right? It's probably missionary. We keep talking about wanting to try another one, but like then it never happens in the bedroom. Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, such a great question. Such a great question. Here's what I'm going to tell you Yeah. right now today, make a commitment and talk about outside the bedroom. Hey, every time we have sex, we're going to try at least two positions. Yeah. You can go back to that one that you like, whatever. Tried and true. Another but just one too. Spice it up. Every single time you're going to try something different. And here's the thing that, if people aren't waiting for marriage, which is most people don't, there's this gradual progression like, oh, let's try this. Let's try that with different people too. And like, oh, what feels good? This feels good for me, right? There is this experimentation that I think when people have been in relationships for a long time, even the topic, the, the idea of saying to your partner, hey, you want to try something different? They don't know what their partner's reaction is going to be. Oh, what kind of, who do you think I am? What kind of freaky stuff do you want to do? Like, It's all, that's what I don't like. That, that it's looked at as freaky stuff. This is what I ask people when they say, oh, I, you know what? I get a lot of DMs from men who are like, I would love to perform oral sex on my wife, but she's not really into it. And I say, okay, well, you need to find out why. Is she nervous about like what she looks like, what she smells like? You know, does she yeah. not like the feeling? Does she think only certain kinds of women do that? Ask the questions like, what is it? What is it? And then usually I get a DM back from them in like two minutes. And it's like, she said X, Y, and Z. Like you just text her at work or whatever. Hey babe, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. blah. And then he just, and I said, okay, well, so you got, it's this and this. Then you just have a conversation. Like, why does she think that like having intercourse is fine, but having oral makes her some sort of different kind of person? And I mean, I'm lucky. I grew up in like progressive Canadian home where like, you know, my mom had the joy of sex that my like aunt brought over and I oh, like yeah. scooped it up and put like a Daniel Steele cover <laughs> around it. Yeah. Like, like reading Daniel Steele with the sex, with the sex scenes was better. I'm like, right. oh yeah, I'm so covert over here. <laughs> right. And Sue Johansson, she's an incredible sex educator mm. in Canada who had the Sunday night sex show, a radio show. Oh, cool. That was on from like nine to midnight oh, every Sunday. Oh, wait a Sunday. minute. Sue Johansson. Yeah. Late night. And I would like- I know exactly what you're talking about. I would sleep with my clock radio like in close, like, and I'd have the, the volume turned way down. <laughs> yeah. Partially because it was like past my bedtime, right? And I would just listen to her. Don't think that you have to take the whole penis into your mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you do, you start off with kissing, mm, licking, uh, and sucking. Mm. 
she was just so oh, open, a so cool open, grandma so talking open. about dildos exactly. and everything under exactly. The sun. And I was like, oh yeah, because sex is fantastic and fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And should be fun. And it should be fun. You should and explore I mean, different things. Oh my God. And if married couples can't even talk about it and have fun with it, I think that's why my audience grew so fast. I was just, I'm, I'm not giving like porn star tips. I'm like, hey, maybe you could talk about trying a different position. And they're like, oh my God, we can talk about this. Wow. It's really Let's so not forget amazing. about the balls, you know, stuff like that. Yes. Little tips and tricks. Ex- oh, Exactly. That's nice. I'm glad you're doing doing the Lord's work. I queen. really am. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> One couple at a time, saving marriages and helping to spice them up. Uh, that's that's right. a that's a big question I get is how should I spice up the relationship? How can I yeah. I'm having I have several questions and we won't have time to get to all of them, but a lot of them yeah. were around Yeah, like this one. My husband and I are not on the same page when it comes to our sex drives. He is always horny, can't get enough, and I'm going through hell on my end because I don't feel sexy and I don't feel sexual when I'm on my period. I actually feel like shit and I'm bloated. He guilts me if I don't want to have sex with him. I feel like I'm at a loss when it comes to our relationship in that department. Okay. First of all, anybody who guilts anybody for not having sex is an asshole. No, Stop. That's not cool. Stop. Not cool. Not cool. Difference in sex drives. I would like to invite your audience to consider that more than libido, it's a difference in fun drives. It's a difference in giving yourself permission to relax drives. Giving yourself permission to prioritize your pleasure drives. This dude probably golfs or does whatever he wants to do, like for three hours on an after, you know, Saturday afternoon or whatever. He's like, oh, no, no. The things that are fun for me are a priority in my schedule. Meanwhile, wifey here probably doesn't spend three hours, you know, at any time doing something that she absolutely loves. No. So th- that's the thing. There's nothing more frivolous than an orgasm, especially a female orgasm. Like we don't even need them to procreate. So when men are like, oh, I wish my wife liked sex more. It's like, oh, well, where does she have enjoyment other places in her life? Where in her life does she go? Yeah, I get to feel good. I get to have fun. I get to relax. I get to receive. Yeah, Yeah, baby. Yes. First off, dude needs to jack off when she's on her period because our pleasure has to be something that is like our own that then when we come together and share it, even in marriage, it's like, oh, that's amazing that like we get to do this together. But it's like not her responsibility or his responsibility. I think a lot of people, the straights, come into marriage thinking, okay, we're getting married because like we think it's a good idea or we want to have kids or whatever. But oh, men are like this and women are like this and we're kind of going to be at odds because we want different things. Yeah, men are always horned up. No, it's, no it's, not, not. it's not true. No. It's not true. But when we have this idea that we're coming at it from different sides and like, then we think, oh, then we're not always going to be able to get what we want because we want different things. So you need to compromise and then I need to compromise and blah, blah. And I say, okay, in great relationships in business, in great relationships in sports, mm-hmm. do they say, oh, okay, you know, we're, we're on an NBA team together now, low, mm-hmm. and, and you're really fast, okay? And, and I'm really strong. All right. And do we say, oh, should we use your speed today or should we use my strength? Or should we go, oh my God, we both have so much to offer. Like, let's light it up out there. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I think there's no win win. It's like you're a team. So unless you both feel happy, healthy, pretty whole each day, it was an L for, for the relationship. Like every day, both of you. Okay. So what are we doing? What are we doing outside the bedroom? To be like, yeah, your happiness and your pleasure is priority. And so is mine. Let's make this happen. Let's raise the bar. Join forces. Join forces. Join yeah. forces. Yeah. This this whole have sex with me or I'm going to be pouty. Oh, God. No. 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 This person says, been married for seven years. Love my husband. We've had our ups and downs. Things are pretty boring in the bedroom which doesn't seem to be a problem for him. He's okay with that. But I feel like our sex life or what's left of it is really not fulfilling for me anymore. Any tips on how to keep the magic alive in a committed relationship? Yes. First thing you need to do, first thing you need to do is you need to text your partner and say, I have something a little awkward that I need to talk to you about. Oh, what? What are you going to say? 
I, I would like things to be more exciting in the bedroom. But you're set, you're setting up an awkward conversation by sort of making them be like, oh my God, is our house being, you know, yeah. did we like forfeit on our mortgage? Is the bank taking our house? Are you leaving me? Is it cancer? What? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I would like to maybe mix it up in the bedroom, like make it a little, do some different things. And they're like, Whew, okay, yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. It's going to be an awkward conversation. So admit right off the bat that it's going to be an awkward conversation. And then when you actually have it, it's going to be not that big of a deal. Everybody wants to have more fun. Some people don't give themselves permission to have fun. But so my second book is Keeping It Hot, the workbook. And it's got ideas just for- Is it already out? It's already out. Yeah. Keeping It Hot, the workbook. Keeping It Hot, the workbook. Just for getting on the same page in and outside the bedroom. Like really being like, yeah, we can be a team and this can be fun and it can be fun. And like when we're both working in our strengths and working together, everything's easier for both of us. It's more fun. It's easier for the kids. Because honestly, the reason that we marry each other is because we think, oh, life would be better and more fun with this person. And then the straights quite often get locked into a relationship (laughs) where they're getting more and more disconnected and the wife's getting more and more and more tired. Yes. And it's like, okay, this is shitty for everybody. What, this isn't, this isn't what we're doing here. Yeah, then you check out. No. But you don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. No, I mean- I worked with athletes all the time who didn't choose to be on teams together. They chose to be in my organization and I would put them together. So, but married people one day, at least they decided, yeah, yeah, I think we should do life together, Mm -hmm. right? Like teammates for life. Okay. There was something, there was something there. And I think that something is still there, but so many times resentment just builds up around it. And then you're like, I just hate this person. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Right? It does. It does. So many people are are unhappy in their marriages. And if we could just like get a little bit more excitement in the bedroom and then be like, oh my God, I sort of remember why I like you. Yeah. We're changing families, low. We really are here. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're changing changing... the family landscape. Oh yeah. The legacy of love in these families. I love it. Yeah. Here at the Low Life Podcast, we have a tradition of rapid fire questions. So let's get into it. Cottage on the beach or a cabin in the woods? Woods. God, oh, she had that ready. Canada, of course you want to be in the woods. Mm. Celebrity crush, let's go with the male and a female celebrity crush. I only have one. Who? Cameron Esposito. Who? She's a comedian and she's just hot. Oh, she's hot. She's so hot and she's so funny. And yeah, she's- Cameron Esposito. Has she been in like a funny show or something? Or is she just stand up? No, stand up. Just stand mm. up. Okay, I got to find her. Yeah. If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press your belly button, what would you make your belly button do? <laughs> yeah, hard-hitting questions here, babe. <laughs> I would have it make a really funny fart sound. Oh, that's... Yeah, because yeah. my kids would like that. I'd just go... I'd yeah. just, I mean, they would just... It's like a little whoopee cushion. Yeah, exactly. Last meal on death row. Oh, For steak. killing your husband. Yeah, yeah, for killing yeah. my husband. <laughs> steak. Filet mignon, definitely. Nice. Oh, mushroom sauté and garlic mashed potatoes. Okay. Any drinks? Any cocktails? Uh, a Moscow mule. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when are you most inspired? Morning, 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 Mornings. morning. Yeah. What is a movie that is a mood changer for you? This is a movie you've seen more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you could quote. I'm not going to ask you to quote it. My favorite movie ever is Beetlejuice. Oh, I love Beetlejuice. I love it. Look, we've been to Saturn. Hey, I've been to Saturn. Whoa, sandworms. You hate them, right? (laughs) I hate them myself. Are you familiar with the love languages? Yeah. Okay, so acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time. What is your top love language to receive and give love? Words of affirmation. I knew that for you. Yeah, based on this conversation. The last show that you binge watched. Oh, I need to watch more TV. Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you binge watched anything in the last six months? I've been watching the Kardashians, which I never watched their first show, but I'm watching this one. The Hulu one. The Hulu one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Top two songs on your playlist right now. Oh, Dress Code and 5D, both by Queen Herbie. How come everywhere I go becomes a fashion show? Like, damn, this girl is out of control. Off-duty supermodel. She's a pro. Do you get it now? Get it now. Let them know I am the dress code. 
those songs are like a Reiki infused candle. I listen to them and I'm like, <laughs> I'm jumping timeline. Yeah. I, love I am it. in my vortex. What is something that people commonly get wrong about you? Oh, people think I'm a vegetarian. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because I'm healthy. So like they, I don't know, they would think I'm like vegetarian. Oh, got it. Okay. No, like I use so much lard. My pork farmers like, (laughs) wow, that's a lot of lard. Disgusting. (laughs) Sick. Oh, no, no. Oh, I need to make you popcorn sometime low. No, I I am not going to have your lard (laughs) popcorn. Wait, I'll try it. I mean, I really don't want to. Is that, I, I'm, I'm so, Hispanic and they, we put lard and everything, you know, manteca, but that's a thing. Do you make it with pig fat? Yes. <laughs> I make everything you are, with pig fat. The fact that I was like, ew, I yucked your yum. It you just, yucked it so You hard. were so shattered by that. And so I will have your pig fat popcorn. It's I would, really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I make the world's best popcorn. I so do. wait, do you, do you just use lard in it? Is yeah, that the- I use lard like instead of coconut oil, like in almost everything I make, like okay. scrambled eggs with lard. Like Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. So, I mean, it's so good. And it has Damn a very good. high smoke point, so your popcorn's not going to burn. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. Here we go. When you die and come back to this world, let's say you believe in reincarnation. Yeah, I do. Beautiful. What yeah. animal would you choose to come back to this oh, world be, as? I think I, I think I would be a deer. Oh, Bambi. Oh, I love that. You would be a deer. That's beautiful. But I think I'd have really big antlers. I would be a male deer. <laughs> yeah, you'd be definitely. I'd be you'd be a fucking buck. Is that what I they call I would be a buck. Yeah. And I would be like, I don't know how many points because you, you there's points. Oh, yes. The, I, the more I, majestic, the more points you have. I, I would you'd be like Bambi's be, dad. Oh, I would be like. Bambi's mm-hmm. illegitimate father. Yep. This podcast comes out on Thursdays. It's towards the end of the week. And so I always like to leave the listeners with a little something, some words to live by, something you tell yourself on the regular, a quote. It could be a Maya Angelou moment or just something you like to tell yourself every day, but some words to live by from you as a guest. Yeah. You can trust yourself. I love that. You can trust yourself. You can. You can. And I think once you start to trust yourself leads to trusting your partner even more. Oh, it does. Because yeah, when you're sort of ignoring or gaslighting yourself, then showing up in integrity in relationship is impossible because you're not actually being honest with yourself. You really have to. And what I want people to know is you can trust yourself and there's so much goodness in you that you haven't let yourself explore yet because we all have these like little dark parts that we're like, ooh, I don't want to go there. But you know what? It's actually like really, really thin and you like peel it back and it's like, oh my God, there's there's like this glorious part of me that I didn't know is there. Yeah. Oh, I love, that's a perfect place to leave this podcast on. I want to have more of you though. Like I, I have two questions, maybe three I asked you. I have over a hundred questions from listeners. And so you have to come back if you're cool with that. I would love to come back. Yeah. And I mean, if you're back in LA or maybe I'll have to go to Hershey Town and get some. We'll have a podcast over whipped butter. Oh, butter. yes. Yeah. I love butter. Because you want to travel, right? You want to get out there. Hell yes. Yeah. I, I would be down to do that actually. Yeah. We'll do a whole relationship episode, which is asking questions to you. Oh my God. I and it'd love be good. It. Like when your TV show drops or yeah. you drop another book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it around I'd love that. that. Okay. Thank you for being here, Queen. I'll link where everybody can find you in the description of this episode. Amazing. Uh, your website, go out and get your book. Two books. You have the first one, which Swing. is Swing. Yeah. And then the workshop book, which yeah, is... Yeah, Keeping It Hot, the workbook. Yeah. And I have Keeping It Hot Couples Retreats mm. and workshops and... Yeah. Ooh, a subscription box too. Oh, Quarterly nice. subscription box for people who want to just... Oh, that's cool. Get that reminder of connection and fun delivered. Oh, so it's like a subscription of all things that you... Yeah, yeah, like things for getting more adventurous in the bedroom Mm -hmm. and also books, one for intimacy and one for like growth mindset outside the bedroom. Yeah. Because I think how we do one thing is how we do all things. Yeah. So it's like, wait, are we going to up level? Are we going to have more fun? Are we going to expect more? Are we going to communicate better? Are we, are we like just going to go? Let Come on. Oh, I love it. Let's take off. Oh my God, this is great. Well, thank you for helping everybody have more fun in the bedroom. Thank you. Appreciate you, Queen. Till next time, we're out. Thanks, love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some great episodes coming in hot for you, my kings and queens. 
I am so grateful for this podcast. I love putting out these shows every single week, but I wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for you, the listener. Thank you for listening to this podcast, sharing it with your friends, family, your loved ones. It really helps with getting new listeners for the podcast, so thank you for doing that. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to keep this little shit show afloat, this little engine that could... Or couldn't at times. The best way to help it is giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. The more reviews, the better. For any show, if you're enjoying a show, leaving a review really helps. And these reviews could be anything you want them to be. Throw a little dick emoji, eggplant, salsa dancer, tamales, unicorns, whatever you want to leave. You can actually write something. But each and every single review helps so much with the podcast. It helps with getting new sponsors, the analytics, the algorithm. Oh, it is a game changer. Also rating it, of course, on Spotify as well helps too if you're listening there. But leaving that five-star review really makes an impact. So the putas who have taken the time to do that are truly the backbone of this podcast. I have listeners who have left several reviews on this podcast. So thank you for doing that because it actually does make a difference. I want to show my gratitude to my lowlifers. So the Low Life Gifting Suite is open for business. If you want a chance to win a little something, something, hyaluronic serums, beauty products, shit you didn't know you needed from Amazon that I'm obsessed with, gift cards, gas cards, gifts from our sponsors, lots to give away. And so if you want a chance to win a little something, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, give it the five stars, and you're good to go. But make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review section because I might just be sliding into your DMs and sending you a little something something. After this week and last week's conversation, I do have a question that I would love for you to answer in the review section. Have you ever been in an open relationship? If you have, please let me know. If you haven't, would you consider being in an open relationship? Or is that a line in the sand, a hell no moment for you? I'm very curious to know how my listeners feel about this. My lowlifers, would you be down for an open relationship? Or have you been in one before? Was it successful? Did it go up in flames? I want to know. Please spill some tea in the review section of Apple Podcast. And I want to shout out some lowlifers who have taken the time to actually write a review. Again, thank you so much for doing this. First one up is coming in hot from Latina Fire 88. Oh, I love if you're born in 1988, that means you're a dragon baby born the year of the dragon in Chinese Lunar New Year. It's a very lucky year. Latina Fire 88 writes, the Swinger episode, five stars. Low, you never disappoint. The Swinger episode is everything I never knew I needed to hear. I love how you get right down to it. No holding back. Thanks, Puta, for being my favorite. She gave me some chef's kiss emojis. Thank you for that, Queen. And I'm in the same boat with you. I didn't know I needed that episode either. <laughs> I had no idea that I would have a conversation about swingers, but I was interested in it. She wrote a great book, so I was like, let's have her on and talk about it because I don't really know a lot about that world or sex clubs. That's the thing with this podcast. I always want to explore topics that I'm interested in or that you might be curious about. Whatever we're curious about in life, let's explore it. And so if there's anything else you want me to dive into on this podcast, just let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And don't worry, we will do a deep dive. I'm not trying to waste anybody's time here at the Low Life Podcast. There has to be some sort of a takeaway, something you learn, some sort of a perspective. Because again, I just don't want to waste people's time. You got to get something from the show. Next review is coming in hot from at S-S-T-U-T-Z-M-A-N-N. Shelby Stutzman? I think that's how I say the last name. Stutzman? Stutzman. Shelby writes... Laughter and low are the best medicine. Low is life. I work as a nurse and constantly struggle with decompressing after work. And this podcast is always just what the doctor ordered. Love you, low. Thanks for making me laugh out loud every week. I love you too, queen. I have a special place in my heart for the healthcare heroes. If you're a nurse, a teacher over here doing the Lord's work, that is not an easy job. It is a thankless job a lot of the times, but we got to give shout outs to our nurses. Give them love. Thank you. These are angels here on earth helping us get better. Thank you for that, Queen. And the fact that I could help in any sort of way with you decompressing after working your ass off and just being so drained and needing to decompress, like that is a huge win for me. That just made my entire week. Thank you for that. We have time for one more review, and this one is coming in from Shauna Stiver. Stiver? S-H-A-W-N-N-A-S-T-I-V-E-R. And I looked her up. This queen is a copywriter who cares. Oh, I love that. And a future podcast host. Congrats, queen, on the upcoming podcast. Love that. Oh, she also has the cutest little pup. It looks like she has a golden. Oh, I love this queen. Shauna, she writes, be careful where you listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? Even though the guy at the Jimmy John's order window totally heard Lowe say sex with a corpse. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and really gave me a look. I give this podcast five stars all day, every day. It's always lighthearted and fun. Not to mention Lowe makes me laugh out loud at least once in every show. You might even have a career in stand-up. I love that each episode is unique, like a choose-your-own-adventure story. Keep the episodes coming. Waiting for new ones to drop has become a consistent bright spot in my weeks. Love you, spicy puta. She gave me a little spicy chili pepper, a devil emoji, and of course, a delicious tamale. I was trying to remember, like, what was I talking about? Or I brought up sex with a corpse. Oh, the necrophilia. <laughs> I mentioned that last week. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. I would love to do an episode, though, with someone who's into that. Or talk to a sex therapist and find out like what happens in someone's life that gives them that urge to want to have sex with a corpse. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? Again, I'm not about to yuck somebody's yum, but that is pretty freaking gross and illegal. So don't have sex with a corpse. But if you do, come on the Low Life Podcast and let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I'm curious, what the hell happened? Why are you into that? And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Make yourself a delicious margarita. Take an edible, watch a really good movie, be somebody's reason to smile today, spend some quality time with a friend you haven't seen in a while, or reach out to that family member, and just give some love freely in the world this weekend. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. Because I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with you. <laughs>